Do you need help crafting a mini lesson that keeps your students engaged and is tailor-made for the students you have in front of you? Let me help you with my four-step approach to crafting a mini lesson. Grab it now by clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are often tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you ideas that you can use today. I'm here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Welcome to episode three of season two of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. In this episode, you're gonna get a sneak peek into a workshop that I gave this past summer called Launching Independent Reading. Let's get started. You may be asking yourself, why have a session about launching independent reading? And that's because it's been my experience that as educators, we communicate with parents the importance of reading at home for 20 minutes a day. And then we get frustrated because we can tell by the lack of reading progress that it's not happening at home. And the truth is we can't really make parents read with their kids at home or make sure that their parents remind their kids to read at home. But we can teach students the importance of reading and make sure they have time to read in our own classrooms. So I'm super excited um, to share with you the things that I've learned. But first, I want you to grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite note-taking tool, and download the notes from below. Um, your note-taking guide, as well as a five-day launching plan. Now, I did use this launching plan in grades um, second, third, and fifth, but it can be adapted for any grade level. So let's get started. So again, independent reading is the heart of your reading block. Um, As you can see here, the main components are read a lot with a kind of a talk, your mini lesson, guided reading, and conferring. And making sure that you set up independent reading and launch it in the first few weeks of school is going to set your students up for a year's worth of growth as well as a love of reading. Okay, so the why behind the what. So independent reading will drive student progress. And that's because it's going to be the vehicle in which that they apply the things you're teaching them in the other components of your reading block. So the things you're teaching them that you're modeling for them in your accountable talk, the skills that you're teaching them in the mini lesson and guided reading, independent reading is going to be where they actually apply it. So kind of like riding a bike, you teach them the mechanics, you teach a child the mechanics, and then they actually do it. And it's in the doing it that they get better. Same thing with reading. 
an independent reading will also allow you to conduct your beginning of the year assessment. So there are a ton of assessments depending on the grade level that you have, but everyone has to do at least a writing record or should do a writing record at the beginning of the year to assess where their students are at. And giving your students the opportunity to read during that time will allow them to warm up <laughs> so that when you have them read, it's not the first time that they've read, but also it gives them tasks that they actually need to be doing, which is reading. Instead of you just giving them worksheets or color sheets to do to keep them busy, allowing them to engage in independent reading <clears throat> will ensure that they are engaging in a task that they actually need to do and will enjoy. And then also independent reading will give you um, a peek into what your students need most. So um, as you walk around and assess your students or confer with your students, having them engaged in a text that they actually enjoy will let you know what they need to be uh, working on. So for example, if you come across a student and they are reading word by word, you're going to know that they need to work on fluency. If you come across a student and they ask you ask them what they're reading about and they can't tell you, you know you need to work on launch and comprehension. But it's going to be way more natural and um, way more authentic because they're actually reading a text that they are that they enjoy. So what your students need to know when you're communicating your why behind independent reading, they need to know that you're a reader. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the that you value reading. And so the thing I can compare it to is because I love reading. Um, is that when I taught fifth grade, I didn't love math and I was not excited about teaching math, but I knew that I could not um, come, you know, come to my work or come to class with that kind of attitude. So I knew that I had to do some work around that and that required me to do some studying, some reading, and then just realigning or re calibrating my attitude towards uh, math and so that I communicated enthusiasm for learning and working on math with my students. So I, I encourage you to do the same thing with reading. If reading is not your first love, then what could you, what practices could you put in place to change that? Um, why do you feel that way? What are some affirmations or things that you can practice saying to yourself <clears throat> so that that the value of reading and the love of reading is communicated by you. And you could start with something as simple as just reading books that your your students might like. Maybe you don't want to read, you know, books that are age appropriate for you at right now, because that's not what that's not your thing, but maybe just reading books that they would like so that you can make book recommendations and showing your enthusiasm for that. If you are a reader, thinking about why you love reading, um, what it brings to your life, what it, how it enriches your life, so that you can communicate that to your students would be amazing. Um, I mean, you also wanna communicate with your students that being a reader takes practice. So it's something that we have to engage in every day, um, which is why we're going to engage in it in our classrooms every day. And sometimes um, we get it right and we love what we're reading and we understand what we read and sometimes we have to go back and reread or sometimes we have to learn something new and then apply that skill to our reading um, so just communicating that being a reader takes practice and then also we want to communicate that being a reader is a part of our classroom culture it's just who we are we take every opportunity we make a habit of it and it's just a non-negotiable in our room we're readers 
<clears throat> so after you've communicated the why um, behind the what, then you want to make sure that you show them how. So confession time, when I was in the classroom, I did not show my students how. I simply gave them a book and told them, read. And then I wondered, why are they having such a hard time? Why can't they sit there for 30 minutes and read? And then I realized, because I didn't show them what I expected. So this is where this um, tool that I asked you to download. So in the note-taking guide, again, there is um, a set of lesson plans, just skeleton lesson plans for the first five days of launching your reader's workshop or launching independent reading in your reader's workshop. And one of the things I talk about doing in that plan is communicating what the teacher is doing and what the student is doing during this time. And so the teacher is going to be working with small, small groups or conferring, and the students are going to be expected to be engaged in real reading, reading until time is up, staying in their spot, and letting others um, read without interruption, and then having a growth mindset. And so, of course, this anchor chart is provided so that it gives you a roadmap of where you're going and what you, where you want kids to land in your discussion. But I highly encourage that you make this anchor chart with your students, meaning that you set it up with teacher, student, and then you're making it with them, guiding them in the discussion um, and talking about what you expect to see and what we expect to see as a community of readers. If you would like some extra help or want to listen to the rest of the workshop and get all the goodies inside, then head to my website at www.evamirales.com, link will be in the show notes, to grab your um, workshop for $19.99. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to take a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirellas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode. Don't forget to grab your free guide for crafting a mini lesson by clicking the link on my show notes or going to www.evamirellas.com.